Hey there, this is Connectionism with Ayam Kada. a meditation coach and DJ. Connectionism is an advanced introduction into meditation, a new form of guided meditation that utilizes speech, ambient, and techno music with visualizations if you're attending the weekly podcast in a video format. Connectionism disbands emotional boundaries to cultivate deep perspectives into the inner workings of man. A typical week session takes about 75 minutes, starting with an introduction and into a talk about the topic at hand, moving to ambient music and ending with rhythmical techno music. This podcast is inspired by the works of Jido Krishnamurti, Alan Watts, and Jaladeen Rumi. Before we start, I invite you to take a comfortable position. A seated position is recommended as it allows for better blood flow, but laying down or any other position that goes well with you is fine as well. Have a distraction-free environment around, and it is highly recommended to use a good sounding pair of headphones or speakers, along with allowing the frequencies to take and make their way through properly. We will begin in a few minutes. Hey there, another week, I'm thinking usually that maybe the week, the previous week is always continues with the current week and uh, yeah, this week's topic is living rightly or living in a right way. <laughs> it would be so funny if one would think that they actually have what it takes to specify how one to live in the right way and from now god forbid no i don't know how to live rightly knowing from knowledge like 
giving instructions and giving advices on how to want specifically to live your life you have to eat this way or have to think that way or feel that way or look at this from this perspective or that specific situations no that's not going to be given that's not even imagine if one would think like that would I imagine yes in the past i think we've all been through such a thing like uh, we know how it should be and if it's not then it's not the way to be and um, what can i say <sighs> to live the right way question even am i even alive The old, good old question is that uh, we don't know exactly if we're dreaming or we're not. When I ask someone, it's like, are you living, are you now awake or are you in a state of dream? And it's like, no, I'm awake. And I was like, okay, prove it that you're awake. And most, actually, all of them till now, like, it's like they kind of, they stop. Like, that. how can I prove it? And it's like that's the thing. It's like, are we in? Are we dreaming, or are we actually alive? Now that hints at one point we could be living in a state that is not the actual state, the actual day-to-day -day state, without actually knowing it. So to live the right way. Before we, before we go on, it's not being said that dreaming or being like having a dream is like an illusion. It doesn't mean anything. That's one thing and that's another. But that metaphor was just pointed out to distinguish how much can someone be in one thing and all of a sudden they realize they are in a different, whole different thing. So, am I dreaming? Or am I awake? This, what surfaces up is clarity. So a requirement is clarity. How can I relive the right way if I don't have things cleared up? If things are not clear to me, how can I live the right way? So I'm going to live in a state of... Uh, guessing i'll be guessing most of my life and since guessing has this kind of like gambling am i gambling with my life oh my god like just saying it makes the anxiety spike up in my chest yeah The usual state is like, if I'm confused, I'm easily manipulated. I'm manipulated, influenced, directed. I follow. I follow people like me. I follow magazines, I follow newspapers, because I'm confused. I don't know what to think. I don't know how to feel even sometimes, most times. Because I'm not really in touch with my feelings. Like 
in touch with them rather than in touch like I think most of us or at least talking about the speaker's perspective is like do I go through the feeling fully or I just glimpse take a glimpse of it and put just like just put a finger of, of mine in it and then just of how intense it is I just pull it back and then tackle it from now on intellectually oh this is happiness this is sadness this is joy this is jealousy this is aggression this is fear this is sorrow whatever it is so i tackle the emotions and i tackle whatever situation is intellectually without actually being immersed in whatever is how can i have clarity over whatever point i am in without being immersed in it being immersed hints at that the experiencer and the experience are not separate. They're one, being immersed. Right? It's not like I'm part of the experience. It's like the experience and I, or this individual, is one. So, for that, for clarity, one need to be immersed. Now, where's the challenge in that? The challenge is that I have anger. I have, like, there is the feeling and then there is me. There is the thought, and then there is me. There is the problem, and then there is me. So there is always two, duality. And with that begins the conflict. It's so difficult to point out to someone that you are not different from the experience. But we are so used to and educated, I would say, not necessarily within an education system, but in general, like the whole thing, is to interact with whatever is, yes, with whatever is. There's always a great distance between myself or this and whatever is taking place within me psychologically I would need to hint at that psychologically and in relationships of course this is like it's kind of I think of relationships now like a wider field of a psychological field so there's always this division between the thing at hand and the identity that I hold. And the identity that I hold 
and my which is based on my experience, based on my knowledge, based on my uh, like uh, previous perspectives. Paint reality in a certain way. If I'm racist, I'm going to see the world in a racist way. Someone deserves more, someone deserves less. That's my identity. So, since the identity is always conditioned, so it's going to paint whatever is with a different lens, with a different, like the picture will be different based on whatever identity is. And since I'm deeply conditioned to believe that the identity is me, so even being challenged will be highly problematic and it will feel like an attack. I will, like it's, it's going to be so, I take those back, the resistance will be really high. Because I don't see that the identity is one thing and me and the actual organism is another. So when whatever is at hand, whatever is taking place, whatever moment that there is, as long as there are identity and an image of oneself, and of course an image of whatever is taking place, Whatever, like in a relationship, an image of myself, and an image of the other. And then there is the image of the other, and the image of myself, and the thing at hand, and each image, which is, let's call it the filter of my perspective, sees the situation in a different way. So all these, so each one has a different view at the thing, and then you have to come and talk about it and adjust and go through high levels of resistance and there is maybe lack of trust because what you see is different than what I see and then I start to go into questioning and it gets so messed up. Make compromises which you don't really understand because you want to make maybe the relationship to last, you want to make the company to like exist, you want to still be in the game, whatever game that is. You want to play? Yeah. Knowing that the identity changes the experience because it's gonna make me act or thinking that I'm actually acting differently or based and in a conditioned way based on my identity and that filter then whatever identity is false and there is no such thing as a perfect identity so I'm like oh I'm a Muslim so that's the perfect religion I'm Christian I'm Hindu I'm a Buddhist I'm American I'm German Swedish, <laughs> whatever, you name it. Logically, not in terms of, hey, let's all be one and uh, we're all the same and blah, 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 blah. Like, this is the biggest blah ever. It's like, this. I'm, I'm, I'm being morally high 
saying that I'm the same with everyone. No, <laughs> you're not morally high. That's a fact. Not because of anything, because I see the implications of what the identity does. Huge part of education is not knowing and being more knowledgeable. It's actually understanding whatever is and the implications of it. Rather than taking information and storing it up and then basing my experience on this information, which is not that different from identity. Education, in my, in my view, or in the speaker's view, shouldn't hold up an identity. If an education generates an identity, then that's toxic. But to go back at the issue at hand. So, since the identity is false no matter what it is, or how noble it is, or how generous it is, or open-minded it is. So it falls apart. Seeing it with, with all that, with all of my energy, all of this energy that is present, I see that and I see how it is. And then when I see anger, And there is no resistance because there is no judgment from what the I saying that anger is bad or I'm better than that or I'm lower than that. There is no I anymore. And if there is I that is activated through thinking and thought, I understand the condition and I see the condition and the pattern. I breathe it out and in, out and in, not to push it away. But that's a form of expression for the energy at hand. And in that energy, which we call now at this moment, anger, for example. So since there is no identity and I, and there is anger, or what, we, what is called anger, then that is me. I am the moment. This is the moment at hand. And the moment becomes aware of itself. And it acts upon itself. Not upon the past upon a certain identity, upon a certain authority. This organism acts upon what's, what is. This doesn't mean that uh, we are animals. We are already conscious. But since we have been so conditioned and educated in a different way with, for thousands of years. It's so hard to function without that. We're creatures of habit. If I have a certain habit that I've been doing for the last two weeks, just changing that habit feels heavy for oneself. So understanding that, uh, it's not like one is going to be like a headless chicken running around and just like whatever. But one has to do it. 
everything changes from that. It's a, it's a, it's a diff, it's, it's a different, it's just different. My, imagine what my relationship, how, how that will affect my relationships. How will that transform my relationships? Whatever that relationship is. Because I'm not dealing with where you are from and how you had it in the past directly. I'm dealing with whatever is as a whole. I'm not getting lost into the details. I look at the details. It's part of the whole. And that whole is viewed as is, free free from whatever filter, as much as possible, of course, with time. It's not like one has to be 100% or fully into, like, if, if one perfect, but we're humans, no? We're conditioned humans, unfortunately. Most of us, only, I, I can't even imagine someone who is not in this society, or whatever society and civilization one lives in. Honestly, from the speaker's point of view, understanding that is noble. Because to belong is way, way, way more comfortable. So I think what I'm trying to say is that Psychologically, we need to get comfortable with the unknown. With that field. <laughs> One is alive then. Um, not to say that no one is alive, not in a different way, but psychologically, being in the unknown heightens, not heightens, awakes me. Because I have to see. Sometimes music does help. So let's go there.